0: So, hello everyone listening again to our Performing Capers podcast. It's Alex here, dance artist working with Shaper Caper, and I am joined today by one of my fabulous friends, and someone who is a special guest on our In Out crowd sessions, Emma Harley. Hello. So, if comfortable, do you want to take just a wee
1: moment to introduce yourself? Who are you? What you do? I think in these days that's just a question and I have to ask, isn't it? What do you do? I am a theatre maker, and uh so that encompasses a whole bunch of things. I'm a performer, I'm a writer, director, a stage manager as well, just basically anything that involves theatre that I can do. I'm like well in there with all my pies, all my fingers and all the pies, but I can't do that much right now, so I'm kind of doing Uh, like research and kind of preparation into projects that I can do and try to keep myself busy. And you are a bisexual human being? I am a bisexual human being indeed. I'm sitting in my room right now, I've got a big bi flag up above my bed. It's my favourite thing, I love it. I am working on a a project about bisexuality, it's really early stages at the minute, trying to focus on different people's experiences of bisexuality. It kind of first came about when I was with my friend. She said to me, because she's uh, my friend is bisexual as well, and she was saying that the bisexual struggle is similar to Spock's struggle between being human and Vulcan. (laughs) And it just got me thinking about all of these different experiences between bisexuality because I know friends who are male, they identify as male, and they are bisexual and their experiences have been vastly different to mine. I know men who have kind of told me in private that they are, but are not out necessarily. They don't really speak about it. Some straight men I know have had same-sex experiences and they've kind of told me that in confidence. And this has been, like, multiple times over the course of my life. Whereas a lot of the out and proud bisexual people I know are cis women. It seems like there's more freedom to express yourself that way. And it does come with its downsides, like fetishization. And then you have people who are trans or non-binary who are sometimes told that, they can't identify as bisexual because the bi reinforces the binary. So I just really wanted to explore experiences because me as a bisexual cis woman, I can't speak for every bi person because I think the experiences of being bi, are so very different depending on how you identify. So I'm very interested to delve more into this
0: Yeah, I think the thing about Spock's struggle between Vulcan and human, I'm not a big Trekkie, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but even I totally understand that reference. It's so true. I think it's quite obvious now to anyone listening, but I'm a non-binary person and I also identify as bi. In my mind, I go between saying I'm bi, saying I'm pansexual, because to me, they're kind of two sides of the same coin and that's just a personal opinion a personal experience someone else might be completely opposed to that in preparation for the in out crowd section that we did on by erasure and by visibility was reading a couple of articles and there was one on different viewpoints of bisexuality and the writer of the article said that they identify as bisexual because their attraction is genderless so it's the person the personalities the physical attraction, it's still important, but it's not important what the gender is linked to. They might be attracted to a person's eyes, a person's body, a person's hair, but they notice those before they notice or assume what the person's gender is. But one of their friends had said, oh no, for me it's the complete opposite. They're bisexual, but they're attracted to." the extremes of either gender. They use the analogy of I'm attracted to the jock and I'm attracted to the cheerleader but for different reasons. So for some other bi folks it's actually I'm completely aware of what gender I'm attracted to but I'm attracted to men and women and anyone
1: else in between for different reasons which I think is really interesting. See that's something that I've been thinking about. I had it kind of phrased very well to me by the same friend who did the Spock analogy in that I feel like I am definitely aware of gender presentation when I'm attracted to someone, but I do quite like a bit of gender bending and I am definitely attracted to gendered aspects of a person. And in terms of like a kind of physical attraction, I feel like I always find people who are more feminine, more attractive when I first see them but in terms of like romantic attraction I find more traditionally like masculine personality traits more attractive so I have never been in a relationship with a woman but I have been in many relationships with men even though on the first instance, I find women more physically attractive.
0: And that's the thing, and I, I being a, being non-binary and being bisexual, I sometimes just think, if I got a case of chronic can't make up my mind, you know, yeah. and, and just you know, wanting it all being greedy, all that, all that, it's really not. I think it's the opposite. I just don't, I just don't care. I think I'm the same in terms of relationships. I've had more relationships with cis men. And I've not been in any relationships with non-binary people. I've been in one relationship with a woman. And I think generally there is still this thing where men make the first move. I think it's starting to change with online dating like Tinder and your Bumble and all that. I think it's starting to go the other way. But certainly there is still an element of the guy's got to make the first move. And one of my friends is a lesbian and she... Saying because when when I approach women or they approach me we're like who's gonna ask who out first and then no one does and then nothing happens and obviously that's not the case blanket but there's a, a, some confidence
1: uh, collective confidence amazing. that needs to grow to grow you know oh completely like when you were saying that I just thought back to a not even a date a series of dates that I had with a woman and she was great we got along like fantastically and like our first date we went to a bar which turned out to have a karaoke night on so we did karaoke it was like something out of a movie of a first date there was a guy there in a kilt and a beard who sang Drake it was great Um, and then we went to another bar and had more drinks until it closed and then she walked me to the bus stop and we kind of sat there and then I was like should I like ask her if she wants to like, come home for nightcap or anything and then I just didn't and I got on my bus and I went home and then we carried on talking and then we went on a couple of other dates one of the one of them we even ended up going on a picnic in the meadows it was super gorgeous she bought all of these vegan barbecue things and we had a vegan barbecue in the meadows and I was like this is so cute and again nothing happened because none of us <laughs> make the first move and it's ridiculous it's totally a confidence thing and especially like in a queer space there is kind of an assumption that you aren't the person to make the first move and then if you're also seeing someone who is feminine presenting or like you fancy someone who's feminine presenting there is a kind of what happens now it's weird so strange and even as a bisexual person who's been in relationships with other bisexual cis people i consciously make an effort to kind of dress towards the stereotype like i find that i lean into it more i feel more myself because i've not i've not always worn i mean right now i'm wearing baggy yoga trousers and a hawaiian shirt and leopard print converse stereotypically a pretty queer look (laughs) if you're going by a diagrams of like this is a bisexual person I look pretty bisexual right now and I genuinely enjoy looking at myself and being like I look pretty queer right now because I haven't always been visible and there is a constant coming out almost because you're so often judged on the assumed gender of your partner of whoever you're with and if you're with someone who it's like it's not automatically clear that it is a queer relationship I feel like I kind of compensate by doing all of the kind of performative activities that I can I will cuff my jeans and that'll be at least me knowing that I'm like I'm here and I'm queer and my ankles are out
0: <laughs> Yeah it's interesting actually when you said that I, I do totally feel more comfortable the more loud and the more gaudy that I'm dressing. <laughs> my favourite outfit is this lime green, super baggy, almost like t-shirt dress with stars over the chest and then bright red jeans, they're like kind of overall jeans and then my acid wash denim jacket, you know, it's all like sort of in your face dressing almost and that's when I go, oh yeah, I'm I'm feeling myself today. And it's only just when you've said that there, I mean, that would fit in in any Pride March, you know, I think is yes. what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> but I hadn't actually realised until you just said that there. I know it's almost kind of like the louder you are and the more kind of obvious you make your queerness, the less likely or the less of a surprise it's going to be when it comes up in conversation and you tell someone. But I definitely feel like it's it kind of sets more of a prepare... <laughs> like prepare to hear my identity if I dress this way. Totally. It's your suit of armour almost that Yeah. Even
0: it's almost like if I dress, if I have my hair in a purple mohawk and I'm dressed like this, if someone makes a comment or thinks a comment, it's almost like you don't care because you're prepared for it. Like, right, go on, say something. I dare you to make a comment. But I look so fabulous and so confident and so secure in my queer identity that you can't shake it and in my head I know no one's actually nine times out of ten no one's going to make a comment to your face and even if they go my god was that person wearing it's probably one thought and then it's gone but just in your own body you're like yeah come at me <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's almost like if you've got a problem just come up and say it because I am fine. (laughs) Clearly secure enough in what I'm wearing
0: and how I'm acting. So just to wrap up then, Emma, what is any advice that you might give to a younger person, not sure if they're bi, straight, gay, if you could give
1: any advice, what would you give? I would say that maybe just not to rush things, but it's a really bad way of saying what I'm trying to say because when I was young, there were lots of people who did say that I was a lesbian from the age of when I was like 11, and I had no idea at that time. I didn't realise until I was about 15. And I think I possibly would have realised before had I not been subject to the constant questioning If people are questioning you, even if you don't know yourself, that's okay. And even if you don't think you're questioning, don't take offense, don't try and fight the other way, just kind of brush it off as best as you can and explore yourself and your identity in your own time. And at the same time, if you're absolutely sure in who you are, don't hold back in being who you are I mean obviously there are some circumstances your parents might not be supportive or possibly your friends but it's good to have a support network and there are places out there like LGBT youth Scotland and so many people that will be there for you if the people in your lives right now are not supportive but I suppose until you are comfortable enough to be yourself around the people that you know you don't know how they'll react they might surprise you in a good way so basically just take things at your own time scale and don't let other people affect you as much as you can it's easier said than done but that's what I would have liked to be told
0: yeah yeah that's lovely and I would agree with all of that and I would add that it's okay to change how you identify people change pronouns change sexualities like I was straight 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 gay straight straight bi straight gay 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 bi straight bi gay So like, how it, I think that's almost exactly what happened actually anyway it's it's, it's <laughs> totally okay and people change pronouns if you're finding out if you're figuring out who you are that takes time and we've got average of 70 to 80 years on the planet it's very unlikely that people are going to be exactly who they are from the moment they're born to the moment they die. It just doesn't work that way. And whether that's I mean, changing whether be are, it'd be so boring. And it'd be so weird. It'd be so weird. That doesn't always mean changing pronouns and changing sexuality, identification, that's not needed. But people change and that can include what makes up your identity and it can just be how you act and how you mature. And if people agree with one and don't agree with the other, as you're saying, just brush it off. Know thyself. Don't worry about anybody else unless they're paying your bills. Pay everyone else no mind. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Emma, my dear, for joining us. That was really lovely to talk to you again and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon.
1: Thank you very much for having me on.
0: So you can listen to this podcast on itunes podcast app you can also listen to them on our website www.shaferpaper.com be sure to follow us on instagram facebook and twitter and emma do you have any social
1: media that you would like to shout out as well i do yes you can follow me and what i'm getting up to on instagram at harley harley like the motorbike and then Arius, like hilarious but with my name instead i'm getting a new website soon so you can look me up my name is emma Lynn harley and that should show up it's and it will be ready very soon
0: lovely thank you so much again emma
1: thank you alex